being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four-barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four-barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing would be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560, The Source. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Jeff Kitty, uh, producer Ann, all the way down from Minnesota with us today as well. Yeah. Charlie Grimes, your engineer, and of course... Larry Unger answering phones, which we've got a couple of lines open, so keep Larry busy. 303-477-5600. The text line as well, if you want to text in a question or comment, 307-200-8222. 307-200-8222. David, you're next, sir. Go ahead. Hey, I just had a quick comment on the headlight restoration. Sure. Um, the uh, BG makes an awesome kit. So they do a whole kit that has sandpaper, it has a uh, new polymer in it. It has everything. Lasts for years. Awesome. I did not know. You know what? And I'm. You guys know me. I'm a big BG guy. I did not know they had a headlight kit. So you're you're bringing something to my attention. I did not know. And you're correct. They have a headlamp restoration kit. So there you go, folks. It's right there. Part number eight seventy six. Yeah. By the way, for for all of you listening, I did not know that, David. Thank you. I should know that. Yeah, and usually you can get a couple headlights out of it so you can get you know two pairs or something like yeah that. I'm, yeah i'm uh, guessing from looking at kind of the the kit and the quantity and so on yeah I, I would think you could why not yeah they come out looking like brand new hey i love the show guys appreciate it well david thank no thanks for the tip i appreciate that i did not know that so now that i do i'll just send folks there that's easier it's all in one there great you go. have a good day guys. Hey, thanks david i appreciate it so there you go folks bg which i did not know so david again very much thank you for bringing that to my attention i've i I hadn't looked at that part of it. So they it's called the BG Quick Cure Headlight Restoration Kit. Again, part number 876. And all of our local Napa stores here in the Denver area, if uh, you want to buy that, I doubt they're going to have that on the shelf. Probably not, but they can get it. It'd be something where you'd want to go ahead and just you know order that and tell them what you need. Uh, part number 876, it's the BG Quick Cure headlight restoration kit so again yeah thanks i appreciate that very much john and cheyenne you're next hey john how are you today? i'm good how are you man well you you guys were talking about bicyclists <laughs> excuse me, in the best in the last hour and it all falls back to it's a matter of manners <laughs> true you know, show courtesy we have the biggest problem not with road cyclists with mountain bikers and if you go into a national park or forest, at every trailhead, there's a sign. And the sign says, horses have priority, mm. then pedestrians, then bicyclists. Okay. And they don't even think about it. I had one guy, I'm walking on the trail with my 100-pound dog, which he's always a great backup. <laughs> and he actually yelled, get the F out of the way, and he actually said the word. Really? I turned around. And he's on the bicycle. Yeah. 
I turned around and stood there with my dog and didn't and blocked the trail. And he goes, why can't you get out of the way? I said, first, you have no manners. And then I used a few choice words from my military days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he, he, he backed down. Well, I'm six foot four, and I go 240, 250, and the dog's 100 pounds, you, you know. <laughs> but uh, there has been times I've been out on the trails, and I have been, you know, one second away from just ramming a trekking pole through the front spokes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I haven't done it yet, but I've been close because, and I look at it as it's not, you know, they have a right to be there just like I do, but have a little courtesy and manner. Well, if they have, have a right to be there, but if the hierarchy is horses, humans, yeah. bicycles, then follow the hierarchy. Right. You know, what, 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 if that, what if you'd have been on a horse? What's he going to do? Spook the horse by riding by and being a jerk? He would try. Yeah. And I know up here he'd probably be in trouble because a lot of these horses would probably rear and knock them into next week. But uh, the other thing is if a cyclist has a bell or – a horn or says, hey, coming up behind you, I'll step off and let him go by because he's moving faster than me. I don't have a problem with that. But when you just yell, get out of the way, and add choice words to it. That's just wrong. I'm sorry, John. That's just wrong. It is. And and I'm not saying that there's not folks in Wyoming that would act that way, but my gut feeling is that's probably not a native or somebody that lives in Wyoming. I hate to tell you, um, I, I ran into him at the trailhead, and he had green plates with white letters on Yep, it. unfortunately. That doesn't surprise me, yeah, unfortunately. The, again, I, 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 everything you're describing is just not somebody that's going to be from your area. It, right. the, the bad part is is that not many people abide by the rules that are set by the trails. Well, in those cases, they're set by Forest Service or BLM or wherever you were, John. They don't even know what they are. I know. They don't look. You know? uh, I've ridden trail bikes and UTVs and ATVs and stuff like that, and whenever you come up on something like that, you always let them pass you, turn the engines off. John, most people don't know. Stuff like that. So, I mean. Jeff Ann, most people don't, John, even know the rules of the road or the rules of hiking or biking or whatever the case may be as to who even has the right of way as to who's going uphill or downhill. Oh. Most folks don't even know that one. Don't get me started. I I look at it this way. I'm out hiking and I'm going up and somebody's coming down. I'm supposed to get, they're supposed to give me the right of way. But I usually step aside because that's my excuse to take a breather. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You should give the person hiking up the hill because he's pushing harder than you are going down. But I always use that as an excuse to take a 30-second breather, let them go by. But it's, I don't know. And I was always taught, by the way, uh, to your point, I was always taught like you that if you're going downhill, you're supposed to be the one making the yield. But I've also been that guy coming downhill where somebody says, hey, I'll step out of the way and let you pass. And, you know, and. It may very well be, John, just because they want to take a breather like what you just said. But, yeah, the rule of the road, if you would, if you want to call it that, the rule of the road trail, whatever, is, yes, person going downhill is supposed to yield the person coming uphill. Yes. Yeah, yeah, all the time. But usually a lot of times, especially what part of the hill, like have you ever done the trail 
John, that goes from Breckenridge or just outside of Breckenridge over to uh, Copper? Yeah. That, uh, yeah, but, uh, is yeah. It, is it, I can't remember the name of the pass, but yes. It's part of the Colorado Trail. Correct. It's a, 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 you've done that trail. Yes. Been so a while, but yes, I have. That uphill is a bear, and I'll take any excuse I can sure. to stop and take it either. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I've done the switch packs going back up into the flat tops and such, and similar deal. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's one where if I'm going uphill, I'm I'm stepping out of the way and letting whoever's coming down go by because I need the breather anyways. Yep. Oh, and I have a question from a couple of weeks ago. Did you get a chance to get that little canned oxygen? I have not yet, but it's on my list. I will be, yes. In fact, I'm going to get some and just stick it in my in my cabin up in the mountains just to have it up there. Yeah, I got a small can of it. I carry it in my day pack. That's and, good stuff. And, my and it's it helps you recover when you get to the top yeah. of the hill. Yep. yep. If you take two quick bursts of it, and, you know. That, that was he was a good guest by the way. I'd love to have him back. He was great. And for all of you yeah, listening, that was on my weekly show, and we actually had the inventor of of uh, that particular product on air. It's, it was a great it was a great interview by the way. Yeah, and if if you go to the right gear shop, it's way cheaper than if you go to like the ones in you know what I mean. If you hit a Jax or an REI or bigger chain, it's about it's a getting. And by the way, for all of you listening, it's called Boost Oxygen, and it's becoming more and more readily available. John, to your point, to where you can all—I don't want to say you can buy it everywhere now, but it's getting to the point where you darn near can buy it anywhere. Walgreens, well, you- even even I've seen it uh, uh, recently. Some of the other big box stores and so on. So it's getting to where it's becoming more mainstream, and that's going to lower the price. I mean, even the. Uh- the little mini mart, if you ever been in Walden, right. that's right there. He's got it right as you walk in the door, which nice. is a great, you know, impulse buy because he's got it right next to the register. Yep, yep. It's, it's, it's nice. It, it's good stuff. And and again, yeah, no, I'm going to get some and just have it for the cabin. Yeah, even if you get the smallest one, that I think lasts like forty squirts. So, which is I mean, fine for most people. That'd be fine. Yeah. All right, John, have a great weekend. I'll do it, John. Thanks, man, as always. I appreciate it. Always appreciate you listening and for the phone calls. Lines open, 303-477-5600. Question of the day is, what is your automotive bucket list, or what's on your automotive bucket list? Brian and Longmont, you're next. Uh, John and Jeff, good morning. Good morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got a comment on the uh, bicycle law that's going to be signed. Uh, What was that phrase? They said it's a... Idaho roll through. Yes, Idaho, Idaho roll. They call it. Okay, uh, I don't want to startle anybody, but I think there's a few more people down here than there is up in Idaho. Uh, yeah, there is a few more. You are correct, Brian. <laughs> so uh, that was kind of my point earlier. This ain't Idaho. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, maybe up there, sometime it might be appropriate. There's nobody around. But you aren't going to find that down here very often. No, I, I again, I think this is going to make a bigger mess in this this whole attitude of, well, they're doing it anyways, let's just make it legal. That, you know, that's just crap. Sorry, that's just garbage. That, that totally is. Uh, one thing about the bucket list, uh, I'm kind of slowing down. I've done a few of the things that I wanted to do, but there's one I've never done uh, between – Longmont and Boulder, there's a little area called Gun Barrel, yeah. and I haven't checked lately, but there used to be a little museum there that was loaded with uh, 
GT350s and a few uh, Cobras, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if they're still in operation, but I um, I believe it. I know the individual that owns that, and I believe that it is, and I think he opens it a couple of times a year because I believe he has to to keep a museum, you know, status, quote-unquote, going. So, and yes, then, I believe so. And then uh, on 287 south of Longmont, uh-huh. on the east side. No, that one as well. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember. I was in it once. He had it. He had it open, and I yeah. A good friend of mine used to work there quite a bit, and it's another one where it's only open certain times of the year, also. And I, yeah, I think he might, but he's got some neat old stuff. Well, that's all I got. Today. And by the way, the one in Gun Barrel has a lot more cars in it than just the Cobra. I mean, he's got. Uh, uh, that's that's actually Tebow's collection. He's actually got a fairly large collection of cars, and I believe that he does open that a couple of times a year. And uh, uh, I'm I'm almost positive. Again, don't quote me on that because it's been a little while since I've looked at that. But I think now that COVID's over, he's back to opening that back up again. In fact, that he there was an article here recently where he opened it up for some public visits to benefit the King Supers shooting victims that happened, mm-hmm. you know, up in the Boulder area. So, yeah, to my knowledge, yes, it still is, uh, it still is open and going. Now, on uh, Stephen Tebow, uh, he has a huge collection that's just in a very nondescript uh, warehouse. That's true, too. Somewhere here in Longmont. I, I've been there once, but is, I couldn't. That is true, too. He actually owns a, t- a Tucker and lots of things. So, uh, and, and, Steve's, a, and Steve's a great uh, guy. I mean, he's, he's done a great job of, of doing things in and around the Boulder area. And, and to his credit, has made a lot of money in the commercial real estate end of things. Yeah, he's got, he's got a really nice Duesenberg. He's got yep. a nice uh, Auburn. And then uh, a bunch of other real Packards. Yep. Got a lot, a lot of those. He so. sure does. He, oh, he, he okay, has got yeah. quite the collection, actually, Brian. Very, very, very nice collection. So, yeah. yeah, hats off to him. He's done a great job on that. Well, thanks a lot, John. You're very yeah. welcome, Brian. I appreciate that. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, folks. Question of the day, again, what's on your automotive bucket list? Could be a car you want to own, car you want to drive, someplace you want to go, someplace you want to see, a museum, you name it. What's on your bucket list? 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Take advantage of Gino's European Car Special on your Audi, Volkswagen, or BMW. This month, save $30 on any repair or maintenance of $300 or more. For over 38 years, Gino's Auto Service has been serving customers along the front range. Gino's works on American, Asian, and European models. At Gino's, we are big believers in catching problems before they start. By following your manufacturer's recommended service dates, you will keep your car performing and get the most out of your vehicle. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Take advantage of Geno's European Car Special this month and save $30 on any repair or maintenance of $300 or more. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Genos with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. 
A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. Don't say anything and don't give any information that is asked. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic altercations and accidents. So put this number into your phone, 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa a Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Warren in Cheyenne. And, you know, Warren, Charlie reminded me a moment ago, if you don't call in for a couple of weeks, people call in making sure you're okay. <laughs> I'm fine, brother. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good to hear from you. Uh, I finally retired. You did, huh? You're done? I'm done. I've had enough. Okay. 50 years of welding, that's enough. So did you keep all your stuff? You still do some stuff on the side or what? You know, my shop, John, it, I got more equipment in my shop than I have on the weld truck. And <laughs> okay. I'm just, I'm going to sell the weld truck. Okay. I'm tired of looking at a set. Well, but uh, something to be said for that. And you can help, you know, maybe help some somebody else get into business and, and you know, help them out that way as well. <laughs> I'm probably going to take it down to... My bud's at General Air in Fort Collins and oh, park it. Good. Yeah, great. Good idea. But yeah. uh, that's been the best well truck I've ever had. That's your 464, that. right? Yeah. Yeah, nice. And it's, you know, it's got less than 90,000 on it. Wow. Not bad. But... Uh, no, I just wanted to call in uh, and tell John up here if he doesn't want any problems with bicyclists on trails, just wear a pistol. Ah, that'll get you ton- that'll get you tons of respect. Good one, good one. But uh, no, I just wanted to say hello and wish you. So, well. what are you gonna do now? Yeah, we want to know. Just sit around and watch TV. <laughs> I don't watch that much TV. I piddle. My boys keep me busy. Okay. And uh, we go shooting for coyotes. All right, good. You know, there's plenty of things to do. Okay, good. Just got to keep moving around, keep doing stuff. You know that. Yeah. So all is well. Awesome. Well, uh, keep checking in. Everybody worries about you and you don't. 
Uh-huh. No, do. it's true. I worry about they do. you. They call in and ask, Warren. I'm dead serious. Tell Charlie I'm all right. Okay. <laughs> He's in your nodding, so good. Okay, brother. All right, man. Love okay. you, Warren. Appreciate it. Yes, yeah, stay in touch. Everybody, you know, that's Warren. He's been a... You've been a friend of the show for a very long time, so love you dearly, Warren. Thank you very much, and uh, is a relative of a good friend of mine as well. So, Kevin, what's going on, sir? Hi, guys. How are you? We're morning? great. Hey. Good deal. Good deal. I bought a uh, an 01 Blazer four-wheel drive, and uh, the CV shaft on the passenger side, the uh, boot, the outside boot ripped. Okay. I'm in the process of replacing the cv shaft and i am at my wits end i'm trying to get the thing to go into the extension housing over that little metal ring that sits on the shaft and i'm just fit to be tied i've been hollering and screaming at the dang thing so is there some sort of a trick am i missing something on this which side are you working on it'd be the passenger on the the passenger side so so the, it's basically the same length, but you're going into the extension tube coming off yep. the diff. And you can't get it to go back right. in? I've got it started. Uh, it feels like it might be hanging up on that clip. I just got to hit and it harder. I'm also not, yeah. I'm not, go ahead, I'm sorry. You just got to hit it harder. You, you need like a dead blow hammer on it. the end of the axle and just hit it harder. And that's not going to damage the CV joint on the inside. Nope, no, no. You need a, you need a dead blow. I don't. I wouldn't use a, a sledgehammer or anything, but a dead blow just it just needs a good solid tap to get that ring to compress. Sometimes to you can in. use the hub itself. True. And just kind of swing it in. True. But normally, I would just take <laughs> gotcha. that shaft, you know, hold it up there straight, and you know, get a get get a good dead blow on the end of it and wrap it in. It'll pop right in. Yep. Ah, uh, okay. I'll give that a shot. Yeah, those new, you know, on that new, you're putting a new shaft in it, I'm assuming. That is correct. Yeah, so it's got a new ring on the end of it, and they're pretty tight. Yeah. Which you want them to be, because you don't want this axle shaft sliding out. Yeah, yeah, I guess. The the, the one coming out probably came out easier than this one's going back in. Oh, more or less just fell right out. Well, that's because that ring gets worn out. So it's good that this one's nice and tight. That's what you want. Yeah, well, like I say, it's so tight to the point that uh, I can't get it on, and I'm not sure if the internal splines are uh, matching up with the smaller shaft that's in that extension housing or or not. Um, it feels like when I twist the shaft, the the CV shaft, it feels like it might be turning the internal shaft, but I'm not sure. You can usually feel it click in. I mean, you can usually feel the gears line up, the splines yeah. line up, so I'm trying to say. Normally, the splines will yeah. just kind of spline in. Right. You'll kind of feel it. Uh, sometimes there, It's a fine spline, so it yeah. doesn't take much to get them to line up. Yeah. All right. Well, I will go out there with a dead blow and give her a Yeah, and just make sure that, you know, you kind of, you know, you kind of cock it and get it, you know, lined up to where you know yeah. things are in, and then give it a good wrap on the end, and you should be good. Yeah, it looks like it started maybe a quarter. No, maybe then you're in the splines if you're in yeah. that far. Yeah, you're in the splines then. Okay. Yep, you should All be good. Right, what I needed to hear. You're good. All right, thanks, guys. You're welcome, yeah. Kevin. You bet. Take care. Uh, lines open, 303-477-5600. Bernie, you're up. 
Yes, I have the 95 Miata that I'm switching to uh, synthetic. Now, can I go uh, longer than 3,000 miles? That was the original, and, and about how many more? What I'm year? Gonna, I don't remember. I'm sorry, Bernie. Uh, a 95? Uh, yeah, you could go 5,000 on that car. Okay. And the second question I have, so I don't have to have all this oil around the garage, I have a Briggs & Stratton lawnmower, 3.5 horsepower, that I bought in 1992. It's quite old. And it was using the 1030 also. Can you use synthetic in that, even though it has no filter in there? Or is that not a good idea? <laughs> I, I, would, I never have problems using synthetic in anything, including gearboxes. Uh, now, the only thing, and this is where Jeff can chime in on the transmission side, I am one that says if the transmission required X-Fluid from the get-go, you always use X-Fluid yeah. in that. But that's unique to the transmission end of things. Differentials, uh, manual transmissions even, uh, engines, of course, all of that, if you can switch over to synthetic, by all means, not a problem. Okay, excellent. Well, that'll save me another bottle of oil out there. Yeah, there no, you you're fine with that. Thank you. All right, uh -huh. sir. Thank you, Bernie, as well. I'm going to put one on hold really quick for Larry. So I just put one on hold. Uh, hang tight. Larry will get that in a minute. We'll take a quick break so Larry can get things caught back up. We have a line open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. <clears throat> Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie Distributing, your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This week, we're going to talk about allergies, because if you're anything like me, the changes of the seasons bring about plenty of new watery eyes and runny noses. Sure, plenty of these allergies come from the trees and the grasses outside, but what about the allergens in your car? Have you ever turned on your car fan and noticed a funky smell? You see, mold, fungus, and bacteria can form in the evaporator or the cabin air filter, leading to the presence of additional allergens and unpleasant odors in your car. Fortunately, these germs and odors can be eliminated. Visit your car care professional and ask them for a BG climate control service. This will kill the harmful germs and remove the nasty smells and help keep the air in your car safe and comfortable to breathe year-round. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG. We'll talk to you again next week. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all. You can trust the original Novus Pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to our website, drive-radio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass, a proud sponsor of Drive Radio. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof, but what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that 
that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Most food is getting more expensive at the grocery stores, and it's largely due to the ever-increasing cost of transportation. Because they buy many local products raised right here in Colorado, RanchFreshMeats.com has some inflation-fighting deals to help you feed your family. This month, get 99% lean ground chicken breast on sale for only $2.99 a pound. This all-natural chicken breast is grown right here in Colorado. They also have a sale this month on Colorado-raised ground beef and bison. Have your pick of the best grass-fed, grain-fed, organic ground beef or bison found in the marketplace. The folks at RanchFreshMeats.com asked their friend Tim Beeler, who raises only heritage Duroc pork, to give them a special on ground pork and breakfast sausages this month to offer their Colorado customers an inflation-fighting fill-your-freezer deal. And Tim agreed. Go to RanchFreshMeats.com to see all of their monthly specials, and thank you for buying local. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening. Roger in Denver, you're next. Yeah, hi. Um, I have, I've had a car that I've been sitting for like five years. Okay. And it won't start. Is there some, a BG product you can put in the gas tank to kind of freshen up the gas? Nope. Not that long. <laughs> nope. I wish. I wish I could okay. tell you there was. It'd be awesome, but no, there is not. So just drain it out and put the gas in? You've got to get all of that out. Is you know Really got to get... The majority, not majority. You got to get all of it out. And you got to get the whole fuel system. Yeah, yeah not, and hopefully, well, let's back up. What vehicle? It's one of those little PT cruisers. So it's an injected vehicle. Um, yeah. I, I think where I would start, and hopefully it'll be okay, is yes, get all the fuel out of it you can right now. Get you know, get all of the you know, don't even don't even turn the key on yet. Don't don't do anything. Okay. Get get all the fuel out of it first. Put fresh fuel in it. Then try to start it. Then see if it'll run. Let's see if we can get some fresh fuel in it. I would also put a fuel filter on it, put fresh fuel in it, okay. put a new fuel filter on it, then try to start it, and no. hopefully it will. I don't think that one has a fuel filter. It's in the tank. Was injection, yeah. What year was it, 91? Uh, 
Yeah, I think it was, yeah. And I, I'm not a PT Cruiser expert, so I don't know. I don't think. Yeah. Well, Chrysler went to that no-fuel filter deal, and which I think was a mistake. But Yeah, and let's, let's hope fresh fuel will <laughs> will liven okay. it back up, I should say. It's like there's nothing that fixes that fuel, dang it. <laughs> okay. There is there is no. Now, what I also would do, though, on the BG side is I would, along with the new fuel, put some 40 or I think I would start rather with supercharge. Yeah. Put the supercharge product in it first. Run if we get it running and all of that. Put some supercharge in it. Run a couple of tanks through of it. Then run a tank of 44k through it. Yep. Okay. Or with 44k in it, I should say. Supercharge first and 44k. Yes. Yep. The supercharge will help rejuvenate some of even the old fuel that's in it, but it will not rejuvenate a full tank. It just can't. No. Okay. Sounds great. Okay. Appreciate it, Roger. Yeah, when they sit like that. Now, one thing I will say, folks, and I'm living proof of this, you can put BG44K in a vehicle, and I've had it my own personal self last two years. Yep. Okay? So I've put 44K in, or I've put BG Supercharge in fuel in a vehicle sitting, even a vehicle with vented system, which is even harder than a newer unvented system, and I've had that fuel last two years. Fire it up, no problem. That's not very common. That nope. shows you how good that BG Supercharge product is. Mickey in Denver, you're next. Yeah, I got a suggestion on the for the man with the blazer. Sure. Yeah, uh, I I did one on a '99, and I fought it for two days. Then I went down to the local alignment shop, talked to the guy that had the most experience and he says take the clip off the old one put it on the new one i i was gonna say that you can although i don't like doing that because i don't want that thing sliding out mickey so i i actually would not do that if it were me i want that new axle with the new clip going in i don't want the old clip well what he told me was he says if you got a micrometer check the two and i did and it was i don't remember how much bigger it was but it was enough to give me a headache. Okay. Yeah. So I put it back on there. He says, it isn't going to go that far. If you don't trust it, put the old clip on, slam it in, because you know you can pull it back out. True. And then just test it by trying to pull it out. True. You could yeah. do that. Yeah, that's true. You can yeah. do that. Yeah. Not a bad idea. Half hour later, I was done. Yeah. I, I'm just, again, I, I want that thing being, I don't want it sliding out. Yeah. So not that, not that it typically would. In, in, in normal, and keep in mind, I was in the four-wheel drive world where guys did more things with them and off-roading and so on, and there was more stress on those parts than there would be with just the average daily driver where, where frankly, uh, on average daily use, it's probably not ever going to slide out anyways. But I was in that world, Mickey, where everything was done a little bit, you know, people were harder on them than they would be normally. Yep. Well, what, what the guy said was, the aftermarket parts aren't always exactly the same. That is true. Yeah. That is true. So, He's correct in that. Depending on manufacturer. Yeah, and you can yeah. take that clip and, and, and you know move it over. I, I don't know though in this case, Mickey, that he's hit it very hard to try to get it in. So I, I want that to, I want to try that first. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's worth the sh- if if slamming it with a uh, soft hammer don't work. It's, it's easy, cheap, and quick to Very try. Very true. 
Very true. Mickey, thanks. I appreciate that. No, he's right. You could try that. Lines open, by the way, 303-477-5600. That's that community that Ann was talking about earlier, by the way. So, Mickey, thank you for that very much. Bob in Arvada, you're next. Yeah, how you doing? Good, sir. Good. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. we, yeah, we sure can. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Hey, I got a uh, 2000 C5 Corvette, uh, six-speed. Okay. Uh, when I'm having a cruise control issue, and it's been this way since as long as I can remember, since I've had probably the second owner. Uh, it, you set the cruise control, say you're going 40, you set it at 40, and it comes up on the instrument, uh, DIC, at uh, double at 80 mile an hour. Really? And, of course, if you speed up, it'll shut off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've done some research. I've, you know, I've asked some dealers. I've Nobody seems to have an answer. So you and engage the, Cruise, and the set point on the dash says 80 instead of 40. So it's double whatever you said it's supposed to be, or whatever right. you set it at is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you'll be doing like 40 mile an hour, and you set it, and it comes up at 80 on the information panel. I, um, <laughs> I'm just going through my brain trying to think of what would be causing no. that. And it's not it's not the English and you know the metric. Right. Things. I've had people say, "Oh, it's that." No, it's not that. And uh, the only thing I'm thinking recently is possibly speed sensors on the wheels, but I'm not even sure about that. I, I yeah, I don't think that's the case either. Um, Normally, that would come off the transmission. I, but, I, but this is going to be more in the, you know, body control module, you yeah. know, the BCM end of things, Bob, than it is anything that it's picking up. Because really what's happening is you go to set it, and it just automatically says, oh, I'm twice as fast as what you just say I am. Right, yeah, automatically. Yeah, automatically. So I, I don't think this has anything to do with any sensors or inputs or anything along those lines. The BCM, when you set it, is just saying, oh, all right, I'm at 80. But you're not. I would think right. it's got to be something in the calibration in the computer. Yeah, I, I'm. To me, this is a factory scan tool issue that somebody's got to look at the BCM and find out. You know, does the BCM think you're doing a? Yeah, is what I want to know. Okay. See, see where I'm going with that. In other words, does it? Even though the speedo is accurate and everything, what does the computer think you're doing speed wise? Only way to know that is with a good scan tool. Okay. So, because if it at all times, if you're doing 40 and the computer shows 80, well, we have issues. Because right. it, it, it gains that off of a reluctor ring and it's a count. It's just counting the waves. And if the speedo is correct, then I'm guessing that that's probably fine. It's the interpretation in the either the BCM or the PCM that's, yeah. got, or, you know, the ECM that's got the issue. Okay. That's my and again, I I'm guessing cuz I, you know, this is this is definitely one where I'd want to put a scan tool even if it's a scan tool that's not an OEM tool but anything that will tell me what's the computer reading the speedometer yeah. at cuz it they will. Yeah. A good scan tool says that, not not a code reader, but an actual scan tool will tell you as you're driving what is the speed of the vehicle and I want to make sure that what the computer on the scan tool is reading is the same as what the dash says. Exactly. If not, then we know we've got an issue in that end of things. Okay, yeah, and it probably should be running 
then while I'm driving it. Yes. Yeah. It yes. Yeah, okay. Now, and I will okay, also I say have, that, you know, if you're a do-it-yourselfer and you do anything at all like this, Bob, you can pick up on eBay and other places some older scan tools that guys can't even update into the 2020 realm that we're in now. I mean, that's that car's 20 years old, as you know, 22 years old now. Uh, you can pick right. up some of those older scan tools for not a lot of money and just have it around for that car and do some of this yourself. Yeah. Right. Okay. Which I probably right. would do if I were you, actually. Yeah, I yeah I will look into that because I've I have had a scanned but stationary, so. And yeah, they they've got to drive it. It's gonna have yeah, to this be. This has to be driven. Right. Yeah. Okay. And eBay's a great place to find some of those leftover. And, you know, because shops update and do sorts of things, you know, all the time, Bob. And, and sometimes a shop owner will even go through and say, man, I got like six scan tools here. Four of these we haven't used in eons. I need to just get these things out of here, put them on eBay or whatever. And, and they will. The other thing is sometimes, sometimes, not always, but sometimes you can pick some of these things up at pawn shops as well. Because a lot of guys that will... Maybe they've been in the industry for a while and they've gotten out. Or they thought they were going to be an auto technician, but maybe they just didn't have everything it took or they got injured or whatever the case may be. And if they owned their own tool, they may decide to go ahead and try to sell some of that off as well. Sometimes pawn shops are places that you can pick some of those up as well also. Okay. We'll check that out then. But that one's, you know, that one's old enough that any of the older, you know, Snap-on, OTC, you know, the old Genesis even. I mean, there's a number of old tools that you shouldn't have to pay more than 100, 150 bucks max for. Okay. Seriously, I mean, there, there's a dozen yeah. old tools back in that era that you could find to do what we're talking about. Right. Okay. And you and you don't need one. I mean, out. unless yeah. you've got more modern cars that you want to, you know, use this for, you don't need anything that goes above probably the, you know, 2005, 2006, which yeah. is still an old scan tool. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, we'll give that a try. All right. Happens, so. Thanks, okay. Bob. No, appreciate it. I think that's your next step. Paul, Leslie, you guys hang tight. We'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold certified auto care shop and employs ASC certified technicians. So don't be that guy and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555 or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. 
Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Arvada West Auto and Truck has been serving all of Western Arvada, Golden, and Wheat Ridge for more than 40 years, and they're proud to keep their customers' vehicles on the road. After starting out as a small gas station, they moved into their current building in 2004 at 11752 West 64th Avenue. Arvada West is a Napa Gold Shop, a designation only a few in the nation receive. And after 40 years of service, Arvada West Auto and Truck achieved the Napa Auto Care Shop of the Year for the Rocky Mountain Division of Napa. They'd be thrilled to welcome you to their family. Stop by or call Arvada West Auto and Truck, 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, myself, producer Ann, all the way down from Minnesota with us today, Jeff Kitty also, Larry Unger answering phones, and of course, Charlie Grimes on our engineering side. Paul in Fort Collins, go ahead, sir. Yes, I have a 2006 Jeep Liberty, and the wheels uh, are starting to, uh, paint is peeling off of them, mm-hmm. and they're starting to rust. I'd like to replace those wheels. Uh, I'd like to know where I should look and what I should look out for. Just restore the ones you have. Yeah, just what to grind them down and. There's there's wheel restoration companies, even mobile, that will come and do it at your place of business or home or whatever. Uh, they'll they'll they just look them up. There's a bunch of them here in town. I've always tried to get one of those guys to be a sponsor, and I haven't found one yet that has. So I won't give any specific names out. But if you just do a search for, you know, do an internet search for wheel restoration here in this Denver area. You'll find someone that'll do it. Okay. Uh, and then secondly, I have a spare tire, and it's a Michelin that's eight years old. Uh, Throw it, it away. It's been covered. Pardon? Throw it away. Throw it away. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah, that one you can't. I mean, I, I legally, you know, even, even a shop will tell you the same thing. If they get to be over five years of age, even a shop's going to say toss it. Okay. The They'll liability dis- on it's just too big. They'll dismount it and put another tire on it, but they won't even repair it. No, they won't do anything with it. It's going in the trash. It's okay. going in the recycle bin, basically, the recycle pile. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome, mm-hmm. Paul, which, by the way, for those of you with spare tires, that is something to think about. How old is that spare under your vehicle, and is it something that needs to be updated? 303-477-5600 is our phone number. Leslie, you're next. Good morning. Good morning. I have a 2005 Honda Pilot, and intermittently it will not start. Uh, it can go for two or three weeks, and then and I can be driving it, getting in and out of the car, and all of a sudden I uh, get in the car and turn the key, nothing. Okay, the so we, are all on when we say back. no start, and make sure we get our terminology correct, it, it's a no crank is what you're telling me. So it will not, yes. the engine doesn't turn over at times. Correct. Okay. And I have a new starter, okay. new plugs and coils. They've checked the battery is good, all the cables. They've checked everything. In fact, two two mechanics. So what I want to know is, would it be the ignition? Or they they don't know what it is. 
I'm looking it up really quick because I didn't know if those have a you know a pass system which they we kind of call in the industry the security system that's built into the keys and such of most late model vehicles most vehicles have been using a pass system since late 90s early yeah. 2000s and if that pass system is having problems and pass is a I know everybody listening please don't correct me that was a Ford term I get it but you all know what I'm talking about. The security side of the key of the vehicle. I would be checking to make sure that that's reading properly every time. And how do I check that? Well, that that becomes a not a dealer item because a lot of the independents can check it as well. And I'm surprised they haven't done this already because that would have been one of the first things I would have looked at, especially knowing some of the things you've done. Now, for clarification, not only for you but everybody else, the coil, the plug wires, all the things they did that way has nothing to do with what we're yeah. talking about here. Zilch. In this okay. case, it's going to be cables, battery, starter, ignition switch, Connection. connections, the security system mm -hmm. on it. All of that is going to be what's yep. affecting this, not the engine operation itself. Okay. And I, well, and I do believe that's got a – from what I'm reading really quick, I do believe that's got a – uh, you know, a, a an electronic theft control system is what we really should be calling that on that vehicle. And if that's not reading correctly, here, here's another thing that I would ask. Do you have another key for it? I have both keys, and it does the same thing with either key. Okay, so you've done I that. Good. I put new Good batteries for you. in the keys. Okay, okay, okay the perfect. The new batteries in the keys. Perfect. So you, you've gone through both keys, still does exactly the same thing. Yes, and if I wait, sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes it's ten minutes. If I uh, continue to start it every minute or two, it finally starts. Does it have a tilt column? A tilt column. In other words, can you move uh, yes, the steering wheel up and down with you know releasing a lever? Yes. When it's in that condition, have you released the lever and moved the wheel up and down and then tried to start it at the same time? No, but that's uh, that's good to know. I would try that. Just that again, either. we're looking for: is there a loose, you know, is there a wire with a break in it? Connection, any, you know, yeah, connection anything along those lines in the column? We want to look at that as well. And it could be something just okay. as simple as an ignition switch, too, Leslie. I mean, again, I don't know because it's not in front of me, and I can't go through the diagnosis. And this is another one where, in defense of shops, unless it's doing it at that <laughs> time, it's really, really hard to diagnose. And 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 I get their frustration. But these are some things you can do on your end to sort of help self-diagnose it also. Okay. I appreciate that. Does that make sense? So you're thinking maybe it could be an ignition switch. It could Would be. It could be. Or it could just be, again, Leslie, it could just be in the theft control end of it on the on the car itself also. Yeah. So do I, do I go get a new key or... No, because if it's not picking things oh. up correctly, which you, you doing both mm -hmm. keys, okay. I'm doubting it's in the key end of it. Because normally okay. two yeah, keys I've won't go bad keys. at the same time. One right. can, I've but typically I've two don't. Tried I've tried both keys, so it isn't that. I, okay, so I will try moving the steering column. I'm, th okay. I'm wondering if, and it's going to be really tough because a lot of times the scan tool won't pick it up right away. Uh, but if it is in a theft deterrent system, sometimes they will time out the the start circuit if it thinks it's been tried too many times. Okay. And 
Uh, I've only seen it a couple times, but the other thing, it, the other it could thing be too, a timing issue. Well, and the other thing, too, to look at, Leslie, because I just looked this up. And you'll have to, okay. because it's too hard for me to explain this and have you write it all down and so on. But just go, go do a search on 05 Honda Pilot Theft System. And there is actually a, a way where you can disable temporarily the theft mode on the vehicle. Mm-hmm. When it's not starting, get out and go through this process of disabling the theft system and then see if it starts. Yep. Okay. If it does, then we know what track we're on. Yep. Oh, okay. And it's that's there's a process, idea. and again, I, if I go through it now, you know, you'd have to write it all down. That's that's a pain. Just just go I look did. it up. I wrote it down. Yeah, <laughs> just go look it up, and, and there's a way to shut off your anti-theft system, and then see what it does with that shut off. And if it starts, then we know we're on the right track. Okay, so that's an easy thing to find under the hood, or. No, this is actually, it's not even under the hood. It's just a matter of putting the key in the lock on the outside lock and doing a few things and holding your mouth the right way. Oh, no, okay. just kidding. But, you know, there's a, there's a process where you just <laughs> do, do a few things with that. the key and away you go. No, no hood okay. needs to be opened. Okay, well, thank you. You're very uh, welcome. You're very welcome. Thank you very much. You're welcome, okay. Leslie. Let us know how that goes, and hopefully that'll, that'll, give, us, that'll give her a, 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 the, the right direction to go there. Jeff, what's going on, sir? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. We're How's Montana? Than you we're drearier than you are, I think. I was talking to Larry. and uh, Yeah, we we're pretty typical... decent today so far. We got a storm coming in, so. Yeah, us as well. We were supposed to get snow, but I think it was all up in the higher elevations. So passes beware, but the rest of yes, us are good. Yes, yes. Uh, I have two things. First of all, on the octane um, I don't disagree with anything you said. The way it was explained to me years ago when I took one of those NRI automotive courses was, as you said, more octane makes the fuel burn cooler. But what that really meant, they said, was that gasoline is one of the most explosive chemicals that Correct. we have. I mean, I, I forget I forget a gallon of gasoline is something like 80 sticks of dynamite or something. Very There's volatile. A, it, Right. It was so considered so volatile at the beginning of the automotive age that they were reluctant to sell it because they thought people would blow themselves up Correct. into cars. That's right. And we have we've invoked a whole bunch of safety stuff around that, so I mean something I got happening is extremely rare. But what happens when you add octane when you increase the octane to the fuel is that, that it, you dampen that explosive capability. Yeah, it makes it more compressible is probably even a, I mean and I did my best to try to explain that in you know, the best layman terms I could, but you're right. It, it makes it more more volatile, more compressible, more powerful. Uh, there's less detonation. You can run a higher compression, more timing, all of that. Right, yeah. If you ever watch a video of the flame front getting ignited inside of a cylinder, um, the higher the octane, the slower it goes across. That's because, right. As you said, slower the more burn. completely the fuel burns and right. the more power you get out That's of the right. gasoline. So, yeah, yeah. think of it, it folks, was, this was, way of, you know, that explosion. I tried to explain this to Ann during one of our breaks. Think of that explosion, explosion lasting longer, therefore pushing the piston down in a, in a longer, more forceful motion is probably the best way to say it. Bingo. Yep. So, um, and I, I guess a question before I get to my comment about the uh, uh, bucket list. Uh, 
I didn't realize that Ann, your producer, actually resided in Minnesota. Yeah, she's so from she Minnesota. your show? Yeah, Minnesota. Well, so am I, but... But I won't hold that against her. Okay, so uh, Jeff, when you hear them complaining <laughs> about how cold it is here and you know back there that we're living in 16 below for three plus weeks, it's hard to feel sorry for Not feel for sorry him. for us, is yeah. that it? I, yeah. I see. Okay. No, no sunshine. No, no. Minnesota, Minnesota has three seasons. Almost winter, winter, still winter, and road construction. Yep, that's right. Yep. Yep. Uh Hey, and, real quick, Jeff, I know you got more comments. We're top of the hour. Hang tight. I'm going to keep you on hold. We'll just pick it up where we left okay. off here as soon as we come back. Don't go anywhere. A couple lines open, by the way, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio. Hour 3 is next. Don't go anywhere. KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.